Welcome back to another episode of The Banana Show, where we speak about a variety of topics. I'm your host, Anna Banana, and today's topic is going to be four Black men in history that you might not know about. Last week, we spoke about four Black women in history that, you know, we, not, we don't know about, so we're doing the men for this week. Um, you might wonder why am I producing an episode on Sunday because I normally produce my episode between Monday, Tuesday, but I moved last week, so I wasn't able to do the episode on its original timing, which is why it is on Sunday. Oh, and if you see me looking sideways, it's because I am working with a three-screen PC and the camera is right here but the screen is right here. So in order to see myself, you know, I have to look at the side direction. So that's why I'm looking like that. But enough of my rambling, I'm going to go ahead and get into the podcast episode. So stay tuned for that. Okay, so the first black man in history, we're going to talk about is Major Taylor. And I have my book right here because you know, I can't remember all of this information out of my head. But I got my book here. So let's get into it. The Major Taylor was born in 1878 and 1972. He's in Indonesia on November 26, 1878, out of one of eight children of Gilbert and Sophia Kelter Taylor. He was the first African-American world champion in cycling and the second black athlete to do to win the world championship in any sport. He was called major because he would perform bicycle tricks outside outside of a bicycle shop in order to get customers. And the person who owned the bicycle shop entered him into a race in which he won by six seconds at the age of 13 years old. And as such, he went on to be the world champion in his 20s. He endured a lot of racial hostility during his time, even a brutal beating at a race and more than one episode of sabotage on the course, yet he he persevered and professed to bear no animosity. I don't think I could have done that. I probably would have given up already because I'm not dealing with all of that. But when you really want something, like when you really love something, you will endure anything to to reach where you want to reach. And I think that Major Taylor really embodied what it's like to actually push. Although I I don't think I would would be able to suffer like that. But you know, he did it. One of the saddest things about Major Taylor is that he was buried in a pauper's grave with nothing. After he retired, he tried to publish, self-publish his autobiography. That didn't sell. And then over the years, he just ended up not having any money. And so he wasn't recognized, recognized until his grandmother pushed for him to be recognized. And then he was digged up and moved to somewhere more historical. And that's how people start to know about the history of Major Taylor. Oh. He was also the first American world champion in cycling and the second black athletes to win the world championship in any sport. 
So that's Major Taylor, 1878 to 1972. I'm going to insert pictures so that you know exactly who I'm talking about with each black man, because that was a mistake I made last week. I didn't insert pictures. So you guys wouldn't have a visual or a name to the face to know who exactly I'm talking about. What I'm going to do that this time, I got you. So we're moving on to the next person. I took liberty of looking up who was the first black billionaire. And it turns out to be Masa Musa the first. Now Masa Musa was born in 1280 and he was the right he was the grand nephew of the founder of the Mali Empire. His path his path to wealth was unusual. King Abu II appointed him a deputy ruler, which is like you're the ruler until the king come back. You know, like when you're in a classroom and they put the bad kid in charge and they take it seriously. That was you know Masa Musa. So King Abu II appointed him as a deputy ruler. Um, such things were standard when the king went on pilgrimage, just in case they didn't return. And in this case, King Abu did not return, so he became the king. Those times, they were trading gold and salt, and salt was more expensive than gold was at the time. He was able to expand the Mali Empire and turn it into something great greater than what it was before because he inherited the king's army the king's everything that the king had before he he inherited inherited it and flipped it to make it more than what it even was before like a magician he also built a lot of he invested he believed in education so much that he invested his money in building a lot of university and mosque because you know they were Muslim back in the day, so they prayed in a mosque. So they built a lot of mosques, universities all over South Africa. But that's where that's where he he lived, or that's at least what I researched where he lived. Yeah, he was very from what I researched. He was very generous with his money, and he is the type of person that would just give away a lump sum of gold to his people and whenever he's traveling and as such you know having the mind of abundance he was able to generate more wealth wherever he go wherever he went or go or it says here that the true legacy of Masa Musa is not how much money he had but how he used it so that's Masa Musa the first the first billionaire, first black billionaire whose net worth is 415 billion. And now we're moving on to two black inventors. Yeah, we have I have two black inventors here. So you, everybody know the traffic light, and everybody know that the traffic light has red, green, and yellow or orange, whichever one. It was invented by Garnet Morgan in 1923. He only had an elementary education and he was a parent of an enslaved, he had an enslaved parent, but he was one of the first black man to, he inv- He was one of the first black man to own a car in, let me see the state, Indonesia, Ohio, and Ohio, not Indonesia, Ohio. I don't know why I said Indonesia, it just kind of came up in my head, but Ohio, Cleveland, Ohio, that was a mistake. But yeah, 
Cleveland, Ohio. So he was the first black man to own a car in Cleveland, Ohio because of his many inventions. He invented a sewing machine. He improved the gas mask and he also um, added an extra light, improved the traffic light because he witnessed an accident while he was driving. And as such, he implemented either the yellow or orange light so that you can impede warning in an intersection. So you have a warning light in the intersection, which we all know about because you know we all travel. So he is responsible for that. And don't forget that I'm going to add pictures so that you guys can see exactly who I'm talking about. So yeah, moving on. And for the second black inventor, we have Louis Latimer in 1881 so everybody know that thomas edison invented the light bulb right but he was a black man who improved the light bulb because when the light bulb was first originated it only lasts for a couple days but with louis latimer's intervention it was able to last for a couple months let me see what i have here latimer is the son of the former enslaved he had enslaved parents after he served in the military, so after serving in the military and during the Civil War, he he was recognized for his talent for drafting, drafting a patent. After he after he was recognized for that, he was promoted to head draftman at the last at the law firm that he was working at. So after that, now he was then able to garner more attention, and as such. Yes, so his success gave him more attention, further attention, and he was working for the U.S. Light Electrical Company. After that, now, he was in direct, direct competition with Thomas Edison in 1880. Latimer, Latimer patent filament, because that's, that's the patent filament, for the light bulb using carbon instead of more industry materials like bamboo, and as such, the commonly used filaments, the addition of the carbon filament increased the lifespan of the light bulb just a few days to a few months in 1884. So he, wa- he went on to work with Edison at the Edison Electrical Company right after all that. So, so yeah, he went on to work with the Edison, um, with Edison, Thomas Edison at the Electrical Light Company. I'm going to insert the pictures of the people so you know who I'm talking about. This concludes the end of this episode. Let me know if you learned something. Like, share, and comment. And, you know, vibe with me in the comments. If you were able to reach the end, comment an emoji in the comment section. I'd like to see that. Any emoji of your choice. I am going to do a podcast episode coming up. Because I took a two weeks break from social media. So I want to talk about how it has improved my mental health so far. And as such, this episode won't be promoted on social media. So I'm counting on you guys to like, share, comment on your wherever your, your statuses, stories, wherever. I am grateful for you all to take the time out to listen to my podcast and you know love light and respect to you all i will see you guys in another episode